1: Welcome back in. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. I am Sean Davis at sd 2 Mics. Malik Zaire, the original Lucky Lefty himself, is going to be joining us shortly. As always, we are brought to you by Anora Whiskey, anorawiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, anorawiskey.com. And if you decide to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so responsibly. We're also partnered with rock financial for all of your business needs that can fund anything rock financial go to rok.biz right now and rock out with rock financial
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
1: Well, we told you this morning we had one of the greats joining us tonight. And right before you, you can see him right on the screen. Rock Hill, South Carolina zone, Notre Dame great safety, Jeff Burris, is on the Lucky Lefty
2: Podcast. Coach, how are you doing this evening? I'm blessed, y'all. I'm blessed. I appreciate you inviting me in, man. When I got your message on Twitter, I was like... eh. Absolutely. I just had to work some some technical things out, but excited to be here.
1: Look, let me tell you something. This right here for, for a kid, a teenage kid sitting on his couch on Saturday afternoons in Chicago. Man, this is this is about as close to a dream come true to watching a great like you. You made it very pleasurable for this young man on a lot of Saturdays in the fall. In Chicago and I just want to start right now we were actually talking before we went live look it's a good time to be alive right we know you're down there coaching with the raging Cajuns down at the University of Louisiana and we were just talking about and uh, the difficulty that the state of Louisiana is still going through and recovering and uh, getting things back to normal and with all of that being said it's Mardi Gras week so the, the entire state still is able to kind of have a great week to celebrate. It's Fat Tuesday. I've never participated in Fat Tuesday, but I have been to Mardi Gras. So, yo, what is it like? Like, have you gotten gotten used to it
2: now that you've been down there a few years? Well, I've actually just, this is going into year six, and I've still, my wife and I have yet to to participate in mardi gras it's as crazy as it sounds we actually went to our first uh actually went to our first parade um actually a week well, a week and a half ago in uh, new iberia which is uh, not about uh, about a half hour from here mm. and uh, we we haven't participated yet uh it's funny because we actually flew out of town to visit my daughter uh we get the state of Louisiana actually gives you this time. It's, it's, a, it's a statewide vacation time. So I had a little break. I actually flew out, let everybody have their good time, and then I come back in. <laughs> so, so I sneak in, sneak out, and uh, just – but I tell you what, the, the, it's – being here has it's, it's been phenomenal. The people here are phenomenal, and uh, it's just been, it's been a joy over the last, like I said, five years.
1: Yeah, like I said, I've been in New Orleans plenty of times. Love the culture, love the food. Just never really gotten myself involved with Mardi Gras the way most <laughs> others enjoy it. And at this point in my life, Coach, I don't know if I even want to attempt.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I, my, my, actually, my mom was—that's on her bucket list to do. I'm like, oh, okay, if, if it is, you, you go ahead. You go right ahead. I. But like I said, it's 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 definitely something as as you as. You, when you're down here you get to see the 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 festivities building up toward the parades and those things for me like going to the one last week was actually great we um uh, it was great for us my wife and I like I said it was the first time going to uh, at least a parade but uh the festivities themselves uh, you know the, our head coach is uh Mike Desimo who who's who's actually from the area um he says the Cajuns find a reason to party so yeah. Uh, and Mardi Gras is that time to, to un, unwind, unleash. And the crazy thing about it is actually I saw I saw my nephew's mom flying into town at the airport at random. It was like, what, "What? wait, hey, how you doing? So,
1: Hey, don't forget, LL Nation, Irish fans, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, also our YouTube channel, Lucky Lucky Podcast, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. All of our fantastic content is right there for you. Leave five stars. Leave your comments. We respond to everyone. We appreciate you guys so much. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. (laughs) So let's go back. Okay. Rock Hill, South Carolina. I didn't realize that I had a connection to Rock Hill, South Carolina. Okay. And South Carolina has been... Really good to the University of Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're about what an hour and a half from Woodruff. An um, hour and a half. Up. Mm-hmm. So, were you aware of Tony Rice and his journey to Notre Dame?
2: Well, so here's actually I, I being in the state, you actually know you know who Tony Rice is. Everyone knew who Tony Rice was, and um, growing up, the funny thing about it is, I thought I was actually going to go to Clemson. Um, because Ooh. my brother, who's the, who, and I say it all the time, my brother, who's the better athlete of the family, he actually has signed to go to Clemson coming out of college, but he went to, um, he had to go to junior college. So his path was a little different than mine. So after once he, once he graduated from junior college or, uh, finished his time at junior college, there was a coaching change at Clemson. So he no longer had the offer anymore. And ended up signing with the University of Arkansas, and so for me it was okay. And to be honest with you, Sean, I had no idea that Notre Dame was recruiting me at the time. I'm just I'm this young, naive high school guy that's just enjoying being a high school senior. Uh, you know, just enjoying life. You know, and just trying to win a state championship because we had we had lost earth the uh, my junior year and in, in the uh, semifinals. So trying to win a state championship and. Uh, So focus on those things, and then as the recruitment continued to go on, it was funny because the coaches would come in and they would talk about Notre Dame more than I actually knew about Notre Dame at the time. Uh, And you mentioned Tony Rice. Yes, I knew who Tony Rice was, and I, you know, but so when one of the things that kind of led to uh, me being more intrigued with Notre Dame is I had I had a college coach come in and. Uh, at the time, he started talking and he just started talking about schools, and and it actually helps me in my recruiting because I, I I don't do that I don't I don't talk about any schools I just I I tell what we have what the benefits that University of Louisiana can present for a young man, so I don't talk about other schools, and but this coach he was a head coach a prominent guy he he sat there and he started talking about Notre Dame and what they get at the time they were, were getting all the best players in the country and Jerome had just. That had just committed you know um i think bryant young like the whole class pretty much had committed in december and mm-hmm. my home visit was the guy he actually said he said well you know they get the best players in the country and if you go there you get lost in the shuffle <laughs> Ooh, okay <laughs> okay all right <laughs> well good so that eliminated them for just without a doubt so and that made me even more intrigued about it and um so you mentioned tony so when i took my official visit uh, to notre dame he was actually my host and uh at, at Benny serrano who was our recruiting coordinator he was super smart he knew exactly what he was what he was doing and tony was my host at the entire time and and before i left he said if you decide to come here on on creative tradition if you come here any player from South Carolina will they'll be wearing number nine and I was like wow bet all right so I get to wear nine it's like absolutely and there was no question no doubt that when I got there uh, I got the number nine and you know it was it, it, you know one of those things I'm wearing I'm at the time it's like I'm wearing Tony Rice's number so I got to uphold first and foremost I got to uphold, uphold what he's done yeah they got to uphold the state And so it was, it was fun. It was fun. And uh, so that was kind of my, kind of legitimate. I only took two official business. Um, One was the University of Georgia and the second was the University of Notre Dame. And and that was it. So it wasn't like a long drawn out recruiting process. I got to Notre Dame and and knew that this was home for me and, and I was done and I moved, I moved forward. And uh, the rest is, um, as people would say, the rest is history. So
1: here's my connection to Rock Hill. Okay. I said before, look, I love several times had the, the pleasure of experiencing people. It's it's over now because I think they moved it up to Baltimore. But if okay. you never gotten an, got an opportunity to experience the CIAA basketball tournament for the HBCUs down in North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, yes, yes, I've... yo, it it was something else. It was absolutely a fantastic, fantastic thing that a lot of people missed out on if you never experienced it. And I didn't realize how close Rock Hill was to the border. Okay. And I always remember one of the guys that we actually, he hosted us. He was from down there, and we got down there. And I'll never forget, I was with my friend Elja, and we go, and we're experiencing the tournament, and he worked in the music industry. So that's why he was down there with a couple of his acts that had performances and some things going on. And one of his guys was like, yo, man, ride with me. My mom is cooking. You know, it's another. So I'm telling my friend today, like, yeah, I got Tony Rice. I mean, uh, Jeff Burris coming on. And I was like, he's from Rock Hill. And I was like, I wonder if uh, if, uh, Chad, you know, knows about Rock Hill. And he's like, what are you talking about? He took us to Rock Hill. I'm like yo you're right we did (laughs) have dinner in rock hill that night and drove back to the city so yeah man look i've been in rock hill i've had dinner in rock hill broke bread met some of the family and people of chad the uh chad um i think his last name is Espinenza. and yo fantastic lovely But the vibe was the vibe of rock hill more south carolina or was it more north carolina since it was closer to the
2: border. It's still it's still South Carolina, just from a standpoint okay. of, yeah. I mean, you you go there, like my mom exemplifies it. She she's never met a stranger in her life. Like for, for you to say what you just said, that's a norm. Like if, if okay. you're gonna embrace you, you're gonna come home, we're gonna break bread. So right. yeah, that's what we do. That's just that's just a norm. And it's that's more the South Carolinian type, uh nothing against North Carolina by no means, but uh the hospitality is is is, is, is a big deal for us
1: okay now we get to know today okay the first time you encounter new hoax whether on the recruiting trail or when you show up on
2: campus what's that first encounter <laughs> so the first the first official time was he actually came he actually came to rock hill and he said he, he he came to our to our house and sat on the, on the sofa and was just talk to my mom and she it was hook line hook, hook line and sinker like he sat there and was you know hit her with the spill and this is what notre dame's gonna do for you bam 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 and it was like oh really and so my mom was all in she was all in so that was for me it was like oh okay obviously on my official i had just i had just come back from my official visit the um the weekend prior. so i met him on met him on there and the first time you meet him, it's like you expect this 6'4 type guy. You know what I mean? You expect this big statue because you know, just his just his persona, just his aura, the things, how he carries himself. You mm-hmm. just expect this big person. And you yeah. walk up and it's like, oh, okay, this is Coach Holtz. But just the level of, of respect that he carried, just a level of of confidence, more confidence than anything else, uh, how he carried himself. Um I walked away. It was like, man, yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to say this. It's not TV Lou all the time. It's not Lou all the time. So you got to get used to certain things. And, and once you, once you understand that he's perfectionist and everything that he's about, um, then you truly appreciate what he stood for. And that's what I, that's what I love about him. And I tell him all the time is, that's what I love about him because the level of, of, what he demanded from perfectionism. Now, is it attainable? Hmm, That's up to you. But we we did things the right way all the time, the small details, and and that's what I appreciated the most.
1: Man, we have some fellow Rock Hill natives in the chat that want to say hello. Sam Vedder said he's a fellow Rock Hill native.
2: What's up, Big Sam?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) As you know, Notre Dame is worldwide. Worldwide. No doubt. (laughs) Do you realize, like when you talk to the boss, you talk to Brian Young, which is crazy. Like Brian Young's son is like probably getting ready to go to Notre Dame right now. Does that ever hit you guys? Like when you're talking and you're still in connection with each other, and you hear that Brian Young son has a son that is possibly about to attend Notre Dame. Does that kind of mess you guys up
2: and say, man, life really has come full circle? It it, it it does it's it, it's when I heard about it I'm like Bryce oh man and so the funny I'm gonna tell you a quick funny story so okay I I I kind of he he actually sent out his video um back when he was like a junior uh, freshman I think so I'm looking at him like okay so his sophomore year when he started to heat up and uh <laughs> I shot him a text I was like hey you think you're going to let, let your boy, you know, I, we know each other. We're brothers, right? So
0: <laughs> we got
2: a shot. He's like, well, uh, we'll see how things work out. <laughs> you know I got a shot. Right. <laughs> so
1: stay with that.
2: Okay. Quite
1: possibly, man, I'm, man I pull no punches. The greatest recruiting class that Lou Holtz ever had.
2: Oh, it is. I, when you I, guys
1: when yeah, you guys yeah, show it, up it on is. campus, uh, yeah. What like looking back on it, like without a doubt, you know it now, as you know your careers have matriculated onto the NFL, and you've seen the success that several of you guys have had in the NFL. But at that moment, did you guys feel like that greatness when you all arrived on campus at the same time?
2: We did. We we it was it was kind of different just from a standpoint. Each guy kind of knew. You know, like uh, Jerome, when he got there, Jerome was actually had just come off an All-Star game. So, yeah, I think he had hurt his ankle or his thigh or something like that. So he uh, actually didn't participate in in the freshman, quote unquote, practices. Um, But we were so we were all out uh, doing our practices. And um, so Ricky Waters, (laughs) so Slick Rick walks out there. So Slick Rick walks out with no shirt on, rocked up gold chains hanging down, you know, I, at the time I was running back, I'm looking over there like, Oh, okay. I got a lot of work to do. I got a lot of work, but I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna right. get. There. And, but just to level, like when, when B Y Brian Young came in, Aaron Taylor, uh, Brian Hamilton, Oliver Gibson, uh, P- uh, Anthony Peterson. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Pete burst Like we had J- Jim Flanagan. We had so many guys in the two deep, like, our freshman class, just from a standpoint, like I started on kickoff return, I'm back there in the first in the Michigan game. They're kicking off, right? You know, Michigan kicking off. Everybody, everybody in in the stadium knows the ball is not going to rock. It. So everybody knows. So right. I'm like, okay, this is either me or Greg Davis. <laughs> so hey, Greg- hey!
1: I warn you, I warn you now, Greg Davis, amongst Notre Dame fans. And I, My last name is Davis. Okay. So I, stick, I stick up for him a lot. Before no obvi- For obvious reasons, the Notre Dame fans, they don't like to hear the name Greg Davis, but continue. continue.
2: So so Greg's on the other side. It's, it's right. Greg. So they're looking at the tr- the freshman over there. They're not kicking it right. I'm going out there and I'm like, yeah, this might be my shot. So yeah. I catch it. I run straight to our home sideline. And all the whole class was there all, all they cared about is, hey, bro, you were just on TV. You know that, right? You know you were just on TV. I think I had like a 10-yard return.
1: <laughs> and every everybody was talking about the fact, like, man, you're oh, on national TV.
2: Hype. The whole, the hype, the whole sideline hype. And that's all we cared about. But it was that type of, it was that type. Of, now, you had your brotherhood, obviously, just from your teammates. But it was, our class was a little different from that standpoint because, yeah. We, I mean, I I know like Kevin, Kevin McDougal and Greg, um, uh, Greg Lane room for a long time. You know, we had Willie Clark. We had, we had two freshmen coming in and contributing to a team that still to this day, that wasn't a clip, should have won the national championship. And we had, you know, so many actually really started that game at free safety. So we had so many guys just from, and Jerome obviously contributed what he did. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, you know Taylor uh, started. Tim Ruddy, you know, so we had guys, so many guys that were a part of a team that was nationally ranked at the time frame that was contributing as true freshmen. You yeah, know, we were just like, okay, so when is our turn? Okay, yeah. it's it's about to happen. So yeah. sophomore year was that next step, but then junior senior year, it was on, it was on the popping because we knew then. Um, but you know, losing Jerome, we lost Jerome and Tom Carter. Uh, after our junior year, they both went. And again, you're talking two guys that left early and went one top ten and top twenty both. So yeah. uh, those are the type of players that we play with. But again, it's more we we created. Uh, Tom actually created a group text just recently that we're going to try to get together even more so. Um, and it's about all, all about maintaining that camaraderie and that brotherhood that we that we so that we. That we embraced so much back in the day. We're trying to bring that back right now.
1: Yo, it's crazy because I need to get Tom Carter on to talk business. Oh, absolutely. i' had like absolutely. one hour of just talking business right here, the Lucky Lefty podcast with Tom Carter, as successful as he's been after football. I got so,
2: you. I got you. I get you, I get you hooked up.
1: Man, I get we appreciate up. it. We appreciate right. it. You touched on something, Coach. I've talked to several players. Whether it's players that played with Malik, players that preceded him, current players that are there now. And you touched on the brotherhood. We know there's an overall brotherhood at Notre Dame. Like, once you don the jersey, you're part of the family. You're part of the brotherhood. But there's a uniqueness to the brotherhood of pretty much every team
0: because every
1: team is different every year correct guys leave guys come in just talk about that kind of the macro and the micro of the the brotherhood at notre dame and how much it truly means
2: well first and foremost we, you're going to a prestigious school and in, in, in every aspect you know that and and you're getting there and it's you know it's, South Bend is not the most intriguing place to go. You know that. We, we get there. It's like, oh, okay. this It's not. We're we're not talking. You know, South Florida. We're not talking talent. We, you know what I'm saying. We're not talking. Yeah. So. You get there, and it's it's. We've been given an opportunity, and we understand that. We understand the fact that we we've been given an opportunity, and we've all embraced it. We all embrace the, the true meaning of because the student athlete we don't want to just walk away with just being an athlete we want to be a student athlete i'll see a notre dame sticker no matter who it is if, if and i because because i did I, I i spent my four years there and i grinded it i spent all nighters studying for tests so you know what the school stands for from from an academic standpoint but to be able to do it from it on from a athletic standpoint as well and to still achieve it's, yeah. it's special, that is a special that's it, it's it creates a special bond and it's funny you say that because um for instance Archery denson he and i never played it down together never yeah. played it down together but when i left he was doing his thing at 123 and it's like man who is this dude toting that rock like that and i can pick up the phone right now and call archery anytime like i saw Corey minor uh at at a game and corey ha- definitely haven't played together but it right. was like this is my brother because i know you know just watching guys you know J- i can sit here and talk about jeff samarja you know uh, it just uh zipped. tom zibkowski you know i'm sitting there walking i'm like do your thing man you know it's just all those guys and if we're in the same room it's just like that's this is family this is this these are our brothers and and we all, we, it's, it's always that way, no matter where you go. And I, now do I know every single player, but it, not, a, not, you know, and I need to get better at it, but I, you know, I'm, I, I got my players that I got to deal with and coach and my teams that I'm preparing for, but there's a, I'm always watching. I'm always getting up and, you know, I'm at the end of the day, I'm, I'm trying to see what Marcus Freeman has done, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm happy for him, you know, to be, to be honest with you that, and, Uh, When he got the job and, you know, it was a proud moment for me to see that. And so I shot him, I actually shot him a text. Now, to be honest, I was shocked he actually returned my text. So, but, you know, I've heard nothing but great things about him. But that's what it's all about. You know, there truly is. It's all about that. And I'm glad from what I hear, he's upholding every single part of that. He, He makes sure that because there was a time frame that older guys were not accepted back back into the realm of, of Notre Dame. And I actually was fortunate enough to be, Brian Kelly invited me back to be on staff uh, as an analyst. But there was a time that former players were not allotted that opportunity. And to see guys really embracing what Notre Dame stands for and the people that uh, make the university what it is, Jack Swarbrick, you know, Jack's done an amazing, amazing job with, you know, just the athletics as a whole. Heck, I'll sit here, I'll be honest with you, i sit here, if Notre Dame's women's basketball team don't right now? Anytime, oh, I'm on it. I'm watching it. My wife, she knows, she knows. Hey, we got to watch this basketball game, and so that's that's how we roll when it comes. Absolutely, to yeah. So,
1: so you open the door, and I'll go through it because I've talked to Malik about this. Malik was like, "Yo, coach was man." He was like, "Yo, he's a fantastic coach." He was like, "He was only there with me for a year, and it was a trying year for Malik. He was coming back from injury." Yeah, just talk about the opportunity that was given to you for Brian Ke- by Brian Kelly to come back as an analyst and how to help to propel you into your career and what you're doing now.
2: Oh, it was, it was an unbelievable opportunity. Now I just, I sat there. And and, and again, that's how, again, the same, same type of deal. We're talking, you know, Malik's situation. We used to, I used to talk to players, of course, all the former players, and they, they want not ask me because I had the inside, you know, they're going, I was like, man, I say Malik's a different dude now. He's a different dude. And you just talk and you have a chance to meet all the players. Like, I mean, I can sit here, um, you know, just that time frame of, of Brian, give, uh, Brian giving me the opportunity to come back and be a part of, of the program and just be a part of the tradition. And, and to say that I was on a coach's staff, I took pride in every moment of it. I did. I took pride in every moment of it. And, uh, and, and I, I embraced every opportunity that, that came along you know you had some phenomenal people come through the program at the time and you continue to have phenomenal people come through the program and it was great to see heck, heck Ian Book was at the time was was on Scout team you know yeah. throwing throwing the ball around and and you know just the number of, of players and people that that make the school special you see why and uh you know that's what I, that's what I mean Brian actually created that opportunity allowing guys to come back And it was greatly appreciated and it gave me an opportunity to from there move on and move and i'm blessed to be in at at ul uh you know i'm a pro i'm I'm gonna give my give my head coach a plug michael desimo who's unbelievable head coach unbelievable man um we didn't have our best year last year but uh this year is gonna we'll shake back easily we'll shake back easily
1: absolutely lucky lucky podcast apple podcast spotify YouTube channel, go follow us. Make sure you smash the like button, five stars, comments. We appreciate them all. CFB Nation, you already know we spin it different. The great, and I emphasize great, Jeff Burris, Notre Dame great, joins us right now on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Look here. I asked you about that class. Okay. Now, since you knew that was the greatest recruiting class in Lujo's history, I want you to know that you played on quite possibly the greatest team not to win a national championship that deserved to win a national championship. And by the way, my favorite Notre Dame team of all time. I say it on this show all the time. I try to tell younger fans, if you didn't see this 93 team play, you don't know what greatness at Notre Dame is about. Just talk about that season. And Pete Bursich is someone – that I've built a relationship with, you know, working in the Chicago area, doing work with the Bears and talking to him with the Vikings back and forth over the years. And we actually had him on the show. (laughs) And I didn't know not to ask him. But, you know, I just had I said, Pete, just talk about the the, the dropped interception. And I saw his face and I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. (laughs) I don't want to bring it up. But that was a magical season, just how – Man, McDougal ended up being the starter when yep. it wasn't going to be that way. His struggles in the first game, then all of a sudden, something clicked. He got going, the team got going. Lee then it was everything was everything. coming together. What yeah. made it? What made that season so magical, in your opinion?
2: It were, if we went into that season, um, obviously the expectations were very low for us, it just, yeah. just on the, from the public standpoint. And like we talked about earlier, that class is still senior led. So you're telling us that we're not good enough and that we're not still the best in the, in the country. Okay. We'll like we'll show you. So it's funny that you kind of mention all that stuff because Ron, Ron Paul was supposed to be the starting quarterback and we had right. the scrimmage right. We had the scrimmage right before the year and it was one O it was one O versus one D and, uh, you know, the first time I've ever seen Coach Holtz not yell at a player. Like, we all have gotten it. So, Brian, uh, B.Y. goes in there and he sacks Ron. And we see Ron on the ground. And it's like, but Coach Holtz does – like, you ain't going to say – no, if that was somebody else, it's <laughs> all <laughs> right. You ain't going to say nothing. And right. so, Ron's on the ground, we like – and when that happened, you know, Everyone was like, oh, the year's done. And you sort of saw Kevin's face at that time frame. Now, you know, the, his, the first game, was, it was different because the offense wasn't catered to him at the time frame. Right. It wasn't yeah. catered to him at the time frame. But once he hit his stride, because we all believe in Kevin. Again, it goes back to that, this is, this is one of the brothers from the class. And so when he got the starting nod, it was, okay, let's get it. Let's get it. And everything else fell suit. I mean, you had Ray Zellers and Lee, like Lee has the craziest stinky leg in the world, you know. All oh, legs. It's, just, it's just, just, in our defense, we're still, I mean, we, you know, you still got B.Y., you still got Oliver Gibson, you still got Jim Flanagan, Pete Um, Shoot, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting people, but we still had the talent, and we're plugging in the young talent like Bobby Taylor and yeah. Brian McGee. We're plugging those, John Covington obviously was in our class, but you're plugging in some guys that you knew were special and that were going to be special. And so we, we, had, we had a crazy chip on our shoulder, but it was a crazy chip with the confidence that, okay, all right, doubt your boys and see what happens. And so that was that year. I, I'm like, I can't even explain it. I can't explain it just from a standpoint of we never went into any game that we didn't feel confident about. Like the Florida, everyone talks about the the the, the uh, Florida State game. I played with. I actually got drafted in Buffalo with Kevin Knox, who's uh, who was a receiver for Florida State at the time frame. He's like, man, if we'd have played you guys somewhere else, we'd have. i was like, nah, because we we'd have did the same thing over over and over again. <laughs> give me, please, give me this honor. Please give me okay. this honor. Okay. okay, Kevin.
1: Look, Kevin Knox, relax. <laughs> You lucky you got you lucky you weren't down worse. Exactly. The Notre Dame had at least fourteen points that they left on the field in that game. Exactly. It shouldn't have been close. Exactly. You should feel blessed that touchdown Jesus looked down upon you and gave you an opportunity late no, in that game because no you got doubt. thoroughly, thoroughly outplayed on that day. No doubt. No doubt. So, but Let, I'll say that for you guys. I appreciate you guys it. don't have to say anything. I don't know what he's thinking about. I wish he, I wish I was in the locker room when he said that.
2: <laughs> but, but, but the funny thing about it is we, you know, I, yes, we turn around and we lose so, to a to a very good Boston College team now. We, yeah. It wasn't like Glenn Foley wasn't like a, a scrub at the time frame. They were a good football team. Yeah. But we turn around and beat a, a Texas A&M team that we had beat the previous year. Right. And the number of number one draft picks they had on their squad. I mean, they had Aaron Glenn, Quentin Corey, guys. They had some cats on that on that squad. And we don't walk away with at least a tie from the National Championship. I agree. That's I agree. so, you know, it is it is what it is. We we know. Yeah, we know we want it on the field. But, uh, you know, it's, it's all about putting the ring on it. And they got the ring. So we'll, we'll leave it at that.
1: Uh, that's because cats in the locker room whining after
2: the game, begging. The voters,
1: please give us another chance.
2: Yeah, come, yeah give us another chance. Let's what let, right. let they got going on right now. Like, right. You know, Absolutely. If, if no
1: it doubt. was a 14 playoff in 93, Notre Dame would have walked away with it.
2: It's already been Florida State, Nebraska, Texas A&M. Yep. Yes. Yep. And we yep. Felt, we, trust me, we felt good about every single one of those matchups.
1: Which it would have ended up in a rematch between you and Florida State. No doubt man it don't matter where you want to play yeah middle of the street no doubt local park where you want to play because the same thing's gonna happen we're gonna roll up our sleeves and punch you in the mouth and there's nothing you can do about it because that's not how y'all roll that's not how they roll oh man i'm enjoying this lucky podcast